0: man you got something to eat up in there we hungry
1: All right, guys, we're back to, with the Dirty Dozen podcast. It's me Dom V. Got T McP back from his uh, two week uh, vacation. Um, he was living a luxurious life, uh, counting his royalties from the show. We got Saint <laughs> Clark on the show today, and uh, no in the back sitting ready for the Norman's Corner. What's up, guys? Not, it's much, not-, not much. Glad
2: to glad to be back. How's everyone's fantasy teams doing so far? Two weeks yeah. in.
1: Yeah, it's doing all right. Yeah.
2: yeah. My, my collective group is not doing so well, <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. We're still early. We're still early. Question Question for the group is two weeks too
0: soon to panic. Like, should you totally pivot if your team is just bad
2: right now? Like, is it too early to just pivot? And I, th- I think that's kind of a loaded question. I think it depends on just how bad you're doing. Um, I've got some guys I'm questionable about, but I'll put up, decent scores and in the dirty dozens so I'm not hitting any sort of panic button yet but you know if I was scoring real low then I'd I'd have some worries because you know sometimes if you get too far along the season it's it's almost too late if you're starting to if you need a full revamp you know a quarter into the season exactly
1: that's a fine line don you got thoughts on that I think the biggest thing well there's two two things to look at I think for individual players it's case by case um but as a team i mean if you haven't broke i mean everyone has like a threshold like in our league it's 100 if you haven't broke 100 you're probably done for the year <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably <laughs> but, uh, but i'd say we, this we like some
2: people with some with some low scores thus far
1: oh yeah and i it scares you but so yeah sometimes you see that potential and you're like okay it just sits tight it might change but individual players robert woods at this point last year had 15 points um so i, I think it's it's there's those guys that are they just haven't woken up and hadn't had the right situation.
0: Yeah, that's a great stat. It's a great set. Yeah, that is a
1: great stat,
3: actually. Um, just, I just traded Robert Woods like two minutes ago. Um,
0: yeah. What was that trade? Me and Oman in one of our leagues, we traded, uh, I traded Evan Ingram and Corland Sutton for Robert Woods.
1: Okay, that's, a, that's an interesting trade.
0: Okay. My t- my team was real- trash. It's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> he needed he needed some help, and you know I think it gives him you know a high caliber tight end. I mean, Zane, you can attest to Ingram. I mean, and then Sutton, he's a serviceable you know kind of flex flex, yeah. flex kind of bench tier
2: guy. Yeah. yeah. old Ingram Daniel Dimes throwing him the rock now. So let's see how, do y'all think that's how that an chapter upgrade? works. What's that? Do y'all think that's an upgrade? Well, I do. I do, actually. Yeah. I think Eli's arm just, I don't know if his heart's in anymore. He just, he, he looks weird. I don't know. I think no. it'll upgrade.
1: I've and got that's an up. interesting stat, or not an interesting stat. I got an interesting starting lineup. That I think none of us could have predicted at the beginning of the year. And this obviously, this kind of goes with it's week two. It's, you know, some of these are going to be basically forgotten by week eight. But if you had a starting quarterback as Case Keenum, your running back was Austin Eckler and Raheem Mostert, uh, your DJ Chark as your receiver, Sammy Watkins as your receiver, and Mark Andrews as your tight end, you'd probably be 2 and 0 and maybe in the top three place of your league right now. Yeah, that's why. Awesome. If you told me that was my team going into the season, I would I would cry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would just oh man, I would just black out and wake up next fantasy draft. Um and boys, uh, I mentioned
0: prior to the podcast, uh, you know, it's it's nice to get some real real time trades in. I got actually have one sitting in my inbox that I really want to get the group's opinion on. Um uh, if we had a poll, we'd put this poll up, see what see what they say. I have girly. Hooper, Austin Hooper, Tyreek Hill. And I've been offered Mark Andrews, Leonard Fournette, and Emmanuel Sanders in a half-point PPR league. For all of those? Yeah, three for three. So Gurley, Hooper, and Hill, Tyreek Hill, for Mark Andrews, Leonard Fournette, Emmanuel Sanders. Hill Hill, we know is out at least, I think, through October. is the last prognosis I heard. Um, but I don't know.
2: Gurley's not getting full, full workload these days. I don't know. Man, that's tough because Fournette's been kind of underperforming too. I don't think that situation is yeah. getting any better.
0: better. An
2: Except for Gardner, Minshew is absolutely electric, though. I can tell you that, <laughs> Jacksonville. <laughs> He's the whole electric factory,
1: all bundled into one human. Monster. I, I mean, that trade's weird. It depends on who your tight end is, but I'm not a – I'd kind of keep your guys. I mean, Tyreek – well, yeah, I'm still not confident Tyreek's coming back anytime soon, but I don't think you're upgrading. I think Gurley's fine. I don't. Uh, and I, I was worried that Malcolm Brown was going to take his touches, but he didn't actually do that well last week. The Andrews
0: – the upgrade of Hooper to Andrews, you don't think that's worth it?
1: That's, I wouldn't, nah, I, you can take some wise words from no He hates tight ends. He gonna talk about this one more than me. Um. Well,
3: in my opinion, the best player in that trade is Todd Gurley. But uh, Andrews, he is the top five tight end. And Fournette, he, like Zane said, has not been playing that well. I mean, he's getting more catches now, but he's just not getting enough
2: yards and touches, really, because they're always trailing. So, uh, I think one way to look at it, too, is if you think your team can, you know, weather the storm until Tyreek's back, um, you know, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. If eight weeks from now you would have been okay, and you're stuck with Emmanuel Sanders over Tyreek when he's back. You know what I mean?
1: But if if you're kind
2: of in a situation where you don't think your team can stay afloat, then, you know, you got to. Don't wait to move them if you don't think you're going to. Like, if you think you're going to move them at some point in time, might as well do it earlier rather than later.
0: Yeah. yeah. hold them, Holding them on my boot does nothing. Yeah. So. But anyway, it's back to you, Dom. Appreciate I, it. I mean,
1: I think, uh, you know, we can move on to the next thing. I think we were going to touch on uh, the craziness that is Antonio Brown, but I, I really don't see a need, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just tired of hearing about him. Good. I know. Yeah.
2: Let's let's I move just, on.
1: I, just, I, just, yeah, I think uh, just we have. There's some surprises. You know, it's week two. There's some surprises we've had up in, to this point, and um, I you know want to hear from everyone that what y'all's biggest surprise. It could be a player outperforming. It could be a team winning or losing. Um, so start with you, Zane. Man, I gotta
2: go. We kind of mentioned earlier in McP's, uh you know, McPhee's trade, Emmanuel Sanders, him, and uh, Larry Fitzgerald both uh, the dinosaurs have just been. You know, really getting it done in the first two weeks. You know, I think Emmanuel Sanders has, you know, close to 300 yards already, two touchdowns. Um, you know, Larry's got 200-yard games. These guys were taken, you know, fairly late in the draft. I don't think anyone really expected to, you know, have them in their starting lineups on a consistent basis. But, you know, I've got, I've got Larry in a couple leagues and, and Emmanuel in a couple leagues. And for the time being, they're at minimum going to be in my flex, um so those are my two sort of standout ones um there's a couple of easy guys you know like austin eckler lamar jackson but you know larry and sanders have have shocked me the most with their with their output through two games yeah the, the ageless wonder yeah my
0: larry fits.
2: larry's still getting nasty catches done too i mean he's diving he's jumping he's pretty sure Emmanuel
0: Emmanuel's recovery is like a medical marvel. He tore his Achilles in December and he's
1: going off right now. Like that's that doesn't happen. It's he's ridiculous. Like, he's moving nice too. He's moving nice. Yeah, you wouldn't even know that thing was torn. He had to have gone out to, you know, Asia and did one of those fusion things they did with Peyton's neck. Um, um surprise for me guys.
0: I'm going to say the NFC North uh Alvin Cooks running the ball. Um, I think the Lions, although it was an ugly game, the Chargers at home uh yeah, prior to the year, I wanted to bet the Lions over just because I think although the roster may not be that great top to bottom, I think Patricia has those guys fighting. Uh, they're gonna be a tough out for, for a lot of teams this year. then uh, the Packers D, I mean Packers D, they're available in our in our group. Uh, I may or may not have a bid on him. I mean, Packers, Z is coming to play this year. Um, I think finally Rodgers, we've always said Rodgers just needs a defense.
1: Then he got it. Yeah, he got it. Yeah, so far, so good for them right now. Yeah, they do look good. But the offense looks not so good either. It's kind of weird how that balances. They need to hand the ball off to Aaron Jones a lot
2: more. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like he's, he's got a lot of talent, and they don't – yeah, you're right. They don't give him the ball enough. La- last week, he had his
3: career high in carries. And, Dang. Uh, that's why they pretty much dominated from start to finish. In the Vikings
1: well, game or the Bears game? In the Vikings game. Wow.
3: Yeah, he had 23 carries, which was his oh, wow. career high. I didn't at
2: that. Yeah,
3: Dang. so I think if they continue to use – Aaron Jones, it would only help Rodgers with the play action.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. hundred percent. There's a just a
2: sidebar question here. Would y'all rather have Geronimo or Valdez Scantling moving moving forward out of those two? Man. <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs>
3: yeah. I, I I feel like in a PPR league, uh Geronimo's safer, but if you're looking for that home run, Valdez Scantling is the guy.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I wouldn't call Geronimo safer because he got me zero points in week one. So that's, that's true, yeah. but I just feel like one of the two of them are going to have to emerge,
2: right? I mean, with Aaron Rodgers in the rock, but yeah, I'd go with MVS,
0: uh, aka Santa Maria. He's just a better athletic, <laughs> better athletic profile. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm not. I'm wait. I'm engaging in a wait and see approach with either of them. Let me first say that, but MVS um, is who I'd want. The touchdowns—I mean, Geronimo got it last week, but you can't predict that. Yeah, you were a huge MVS guy last year too, McP. Yeah, was gonna turn the squad around. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping. I was hoping he had a—he goose me twice. I'm pretty sure, but also went off the game. So yeah,
2: yeah, know. I guess both those guys. I feel like will just be hit or miss really until. I don't know for the for the time being, at least.
1: What's what What's the uh, pass total that Aaron Rodgers is having right now per game? I mean, that could be an issue because I don't. It doesn't seem like he's th- throwing as much as they were. Yeah, he's definitely like low two hundreds. He's. Yeah, I didn't get to see much of the Vikings game, but
2: um, in that Bears game, he's, there's just not much going on. Period.
1: Yeah, that was a bad game. So. So,
3: in two games, Aaron Rodgers has 412 yards.
1: Dang.
0: Jeez. 2 A couple years ago,
2: he was he was getting that for you in one game. Like every other yeah. game. But they awesome. are 2-0. They are 2-0. Yeah. That's – I wish my fantasy teams were.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I think my biggest surprise is the Cowboys. I'm not surprised because they're opponents, but just how they're playing. They're basically dominating their teams. And did you know that Dak Prescott has like an 82% completion percentage? That's wild. It's unsustainable, Zane. but it's insane. Zane. Do we have to eat our words on Dak
0: Prescott? I mean, I
2: didn't think he could open it
0: up like this.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to see though. I mean, his opponents and it's, I mean, he's got the dolphins this week. So we'll have to reconvene on, on this one here and here in a few weeks, but. You know, as of now, I'm very impressed by Dak. Um, he's definitely making me eat my words. But, you know, I'm loving every second of it because I took it away team. from Mitch Trubisky <laughs> and made him my starting quarterback. So, right, It's a lot easier, a lot easier to eat crow when he's on your squad. <laughs> yeah. So I'm all for it right now. Mitchell Trubisky was not a good – So I don't know why I wanted him. He's, he's, he's stinky. I mean –
0: But that's a testament to the late round quarterback or damn near undrafted quarterback strategy. I mean, Dak Prescott, the guy you picked up, (laughs) is trending as a top
2: five quarterback in fantasy this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, with these, well, I guess we're going to get into injuries probably here in a bit, but, you know, a lot of these top drafted guys just decided to retire
1: and got hurt. So, yeah. Yeah. That actually leads into the next thing. We're talking about some big injuries. What were the injuries this week uh, so take us take us off mcp um things i'm monitoring just the
0: james connor injury i listened to uh dr david chow on a podcast he said it's somewhat of a bone bruise but you know nothing too serious so i'm interested in that really the 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 running back um injuries haven't been awful this year just um uh, trying to think what else what was a uh, kill oh, and uh, forgive me, uh, Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy, too. Same yeah, game, both of those guys. guys, yeah. So, really, just running, monitoring running back injuries, but um, really, nothing catastrophic, knock on wood, has happened to running backs to this point, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think for me with the injuries, I'm just curious to see what so many of these quarterbacks going down. Um, you know i don't think a lot of them are gonna you know the quarterback injuries are gonna make or break you know fantasy teams but they're they're supporting cast you know see who you know with Cam going down you know people like greg olson who were you know kind of coming back to fantasy relevance you know dj moore um curtis samuel how they're going to be impacted um obviously michael thomas and Kamara with breeze out you know those are those are most curious to see um who do y'all think's going to be what team do you think will be most impacted you know it's, it's the fantasy cast in general with those areas.
1: I think the Saints. Agreed, and I think yeah. you saw it on Sunday when he went out. I mean, they—what did Kamara end up with? Like sixty total yards. Mt, I, M-T, still, M-T still had a good game though. He did. Yes, yeah. he peppered him with targets basically the whole time. Yeah. He was like seven for seventy, but that's not—that's yeah. that's not going to happen when you game plan it.
0: Yeah. And, and it's a weird question because I think uh the Steelers will be worse off due to the injury, but they weren't trending positively to begin with. So, you know, I, I don't think it'd be that vastly different in performance, but I think they're all gonna suffer. Connor, Samuels, Juju, James Washington may be the only
1: person to to come out of this uh positively, you know. So wasn't so, yeah. wasn't that Rudolph's receiver in college? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I think that's something to look at. Yeah, is he? Own, is he on most leagues though? No, am I wrong? I know he's on Ricky's team and ours. Yeah, he's not available
2: in in, in most of most of my leagues. I just dropped Moncree, If any of y'all uh, want stone hands. oh yeah, <laughs> got ten bucks on him. Has God. he really looked that awful? Oh my gosh, McP, it's been <laughs> atrocious, man. Like, oh man, I, I was high on him too. Like, I was high on him.
0: Wow, man.
2: Like, I it's, got him like a couple rounds too early. He, <laughs> he, he, it stinks. That's crazy. He can't well, catch the cold, man. I'm telling you. Well, um, anything on the Deshaun injury?
1: I heard two weeks. Yeah, it's going to be at least a couple weeks. So that kind of, that I think, like I said earlier, early in the season, I think that affects the offense. He's He opens up the field.
0: Yeah. Deshaun, that's who he is. He goes off every year, week one. <laughs> and then it just disappears. It goes back into we his hole. In. Oh, every year this happens to some soul some sap that just invested into Sean and that year it was me it was me boys. Yeah. Well, I think
1: injuries that I mean it, I could it's just countless injuries. I think the eagles that division's already just bad. the, the giants are bad. the eagles are going to be injured so so much that they're just bad. I think this, the the Cowboys rolling is not. I think if they keep doing it, I mean their schedule's easy now, even yeah, though they've yeah. already had an easy schedule. Yeah. So. What about your team, the Redskins, man? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that one. Yeah, I think the Cowboys have an easy road now. Um, so we'll we'll see. I, I hate to say that, but they're they're looking good. Oh yeah. Nomon, got anything? Last night was the Jets
3: quarterback situation. Oh, yeah. That was pretty. Cool. The fall kind of looked good towards the end, but I don't know if that was more garbage time stats or was he
1: just checking Shelf out on. a little bit? Was he crying at the end of the game? I don't know. I saw
2: you say, I didn't, I didn't notice. I had to turn the game off because I needed my guy, Jay Crowder, to get 18 points and he had zero at halftime. So I was like, Man. <laughs> <laughs> This, zero targets, zero catches. They had, like, minus seven passing yards. So, I was like, what is going on here?
1: I don't care who the quarterback is. Like, just throw the ball to my guy Crowder. Get positive yards, please. All they were doing was basically just throwing it down to Le'Veon. I think he had eight catches. Actually, I think he had ten catches. Yeah, he had ten. Ten catches. I think
2: he, he had, like, I don't know. He had a stupid percentage amount of their total yards. I
1: think it was close to 50. He had, like, 27 <laughs> points, but no touchdowns and just kept getting the yards. He looked good, though. He looked good. Yeah. He's the he only talented player minutes. on that offense. It's kind of sad.
0: Yeah. yeah.
3: Who, Who is the best running back in y'all's opinion? In the league? In the,
1: yeah, in the NFL.
0: best In best fantasy. Saquon. Talented.
1: Saquon? I mean, best yeah. running back. I don't, I'm not talking about fantasy. Best running back. Oh.
0: Oh Saquon, probably. Yeah, probably Saquon.
1: And I mean, through the
2: you know in between the tackles though, Zeke's always got to get some some low Yeah, up. best I fantasy mean, running back probably CMC.
0: Yeah, well we'll see now. Yeah, we'll see. But well,
3: I mean, two years ago before Le'Veon held out, I mean he was considered the best by most, and you saw what he
1: did last night with a terrible Jets team. I mean, well. That offensive line, they had like the, your left tackle on the Jets is what's his name, Robert Meacham or whatever his name. Is. I don't even know what his name is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelvin Beachum or something like
0: that. He was getting absolutely abused.
2: Booger would not lay off of that no, man. Booger, <laughs> Booger wouldn't let him go, man. <laughs> he was laying. In <laughs> I was like, jeez, this guy's got a family. Booger. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, oh, dogs probably listening. <laughs>
0: This man's as a family. Oh
1: man, <laughs> <laughs> looking to just not back up. up. So, all right, let's move on to the next section. Uh, waiver wire darlings. We each got one or two. Um, we'll, we'll start with uh, Zane. What you got, man? So, I think. So, are we talking like this week? You know, just in general. Yeah, week two going into week three. Um, It could be something that's relevant to week three. It could be a guy you're just stashing. So it's kind of a week, hot week. It's kind of yeah, a hot it's week. It's kind of a hot week, I
2: think, especially for receivers. Um, You know, McPhee's guys in Kansas City, while Tyreek's out, they're both looking real good. Um, I know Nicole or Micole or whatever whatever his name is, you know, he's probably picked up in most leagues. Um, but, shoot, who's the guy they just had go off? Last DeMarcus week? Robinson. Yeah, you know, DeMarcus. I think he's available in most. But, I mean – I think with the, with both those guys, though, you got to be cautious because, you know, when Tyreek comes back, he's, you know, he's he's going to be getting those targets. Um, you know, one guy I'm kind of targeting in, in some of my leagues and may or may not have, you know, thrown some fab in, in our league is, is Nelson Aguilar just because, you know, those Eagles receivers are they're all they're all out. Alshon's out. Sean's out. Um, so they got to throw the ball to someone. Um, you know, Wentz hasn't looked incredible, you know, this year, but. You know, I think ultimately they like to they like to throw the rock. So Nelson's one of those guys that 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 I'm going going after this week.
1: Okay, I like it. I mean, yeah, the, those injuries. They, yeah, I forgot Jeffrey's out too. Yeah, yeah, both the I and mean, Jeffrey's
2: out. I don't I don't know that they've provided much, but I know he's out at least this week. Jeez. So yeah, the speak? Eagles the, the Eagles play.
3: Sunday and they have a Thursday night game, so there is a chance both Jeffrey and Deshaun are out. Miss both
2: of them,
1: yeah. Boom! So you guys don't go bidding on them, because that's, that's <laughs> my guy. That's what always worries me when we we started doing this. Is like, man, I got to get my bids in and don't talk about any of them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I got to be careful when Bob messaged me about like one of our other three leagues too. Because I'm like, damn, I can't give
1: up something here. I gotta, yeah. And he's the one that he used to I didn't think he did that for years. Bertram would give him all those little sneaky picks.
2: Yeah. Bob would just sneak them. McP, what you got?
0: Um so uh, props to NoMon on this one. Can't believe I'm actually saying that. But if you're in a pinch, ladies and gentlemen, with Devin Singletary on the mend. You might have to pick up your boy Frank Gore. Oh God! <laughs> yes, sir. For a week three start. For a week three start. I'm not doing it in uh, in CBS. I don't even know if he's available. But um, actually, um, I'm looking in all my other leagues. If I need a, a, a an RB two start, uh, I'm targeting one of the receivers for flex start, particularly in PPR leagues. But if I need a, a an RB two start. I'm targeting Frank Gore, um, his matchup against the – help me out here. Uh, the uh, Giants. Yeah.
3: Giants?
2: No, no they that was last week. Oh.
3: Uh, it's, it's another bad
1: team. Uh, uh, Raider? No. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. It's yeah. another bad team, exactly. Man, yeah. I, <laughs> love, I, love
0: <laughs> that, I love that matchup for him. They made it a point to get him in the end zone, to my dismay, last week. I mean, Devin Singletary – they, they let Frank Gore run the ball five times in the five within the
1: five yard line. It was maddening did, to watch. Did but, Frank Gore have 17 points in the second half?
0: Uh, I don't know. I just know they forced him into the end zone. They literally picked him up and put his whole life <laughs> into the end zone. And it was just maddening to watch. Jesus. So, and in, in summary, pick up Frank Gore.
1: I like that. I like that. Yeah. For me, um, we already mentioned one, Demarcus Robinson. I think uh, I like him better than Miko. I think Miko the nicest one because he's a drafted receiver and he's kind of the name that everyone's throwing around. Um, but that's what happens when you're drafted. It's the same reason people drafted De- Darrell Henderson, but Malcolm Brown's outperforming him. But the other guy, uh, DJ Chark, I think. I mean, dude, if you look dude, at dude, where he's scoring right now, he's like 44 points in PPR, um, which is like top five, top seven. He's number seven right now. So, I mean, it's worth a look at him. I mean, I wouldn't start him with confidence as a flex, but, you know, if he keeps rolling, you got a good depth guy.
0: Does the, uh, the offense, do you think it the
1: Gardner Minshew experiment, do you think it, it helps him? Are you afraid of that? I mean, I don't think it's affected him. I mean, that's two games. He didn't have 44 points in week one.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think Minshew's helped um, pretty much everyone except for Didi in that offense. You know, I think everything yeah. we heard in the off season was that Foles, you know, loves his his slot receiver. Um, you know, I think that's why Didi was getting so much so much hype, um, and he's been for the most part irrelevant and. Through, through the season so far. You know, it's still early, obviously. But it just looks like Minshew has a better rapport with with pretty much every other receiver on the field, out, you know, other than Didi. Yeah. yeah. From what I've seen, you know, obviously yeah. I haven't seen many yeah. Jags no, no, games. I, I
3: agree. I agree, Zane. And I think a lot of that has to do with in the preseason, they were both uh, – Didi Shark, Conley, they were all second string. So, uh, I mean, he got a lot of reps in practice but both of them. And Dee was pretty much guaranteed a starter. So he did a lot he had a lot of reps and foes. But uh, yeah, for waiver wire, um, you already touched on it, you know, DeMarcus, the Jackson Jaguar receivers. But someone I would say uh, to stash and if you're especially if you in need of a tight end, uh no offense for the Broncos. He had a a, a bad week one, but uh, in PPR league week two he had you know, four catches. So slowly and slowly, he's getting more involved. And we all know that Joe Flackley goes tight end. So uh, another, another waiver wire guy, if you need a quarterback, especially some to stream this week, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's, I mean, he's been looking good so far in uh Danahan's system. I mean.
0: So, so which is it, Noman? Are the Steelers still going to make the playoffs? Or is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be good on Sunday because both things can't seem to happen and you seem to believe in the Steelers. No,
3: no, I, I don't think Steelers will make the playoffs. What I was saying is the reason the Steelers traded for Minka Fitzpatrick is because they play the Bengals and the Niners and the Bengals back-to-back weeks. They go 2-2 two and two, and the Ravens lose to the Chiefs. The, Ra- the Steelers and Ravens play week 5 and I mean that's a huge divisional game where the Steelers could be in a division lead. I mean, especially if the Browns struggle against the Rams this week.
0: Yeah. I don't think you're wrong. I just think – I don't know. I, I, I think the Steelers cover this weekend. I don't think they win with Mason Rudolph and San Fran. Yeah.
2: We'll, we'll yeah. see. I
3: feel like that, that game is – sorry, sorry to interrupt. What were you
2: saying? Oh, no. I was just saying San Fran looks good. I mean, they've – They've run the rock well. defense looks nice. But that's, they surprised me. They yeah, surprised me too. Me too, yeah. I was a Garoppolo hater at the beginning of the year. But, but yeah, so those are my two waiver wire guys I'll
3: keep
1: an eye on. Very nice. Oh, I like it. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next section. Um, each of us pick a sleeper this week um, that we think, you know, sneak into your lineup and they might outperform, um, help you out in a pinch. So we'll start with you, Noman.
3: Well, Zang already touched on it. Nelson Aguilar. He's now in the number one in Philly and he's going to get targets. I mean, there's been games where he's had seven catches for like 20 or 30 yards. So in the PPR league, and if you need it if you needed a flex, Nelson Aguilar is your guy.
1: Nice. Like P. Um.
0: A sleeper? Does that mean he had to have come off the waiver wire, or Not, is he
1: someone that no one's enough? typically starting? Um,
0: hmm. I mean, I guess Marquise Brown. Um, I, people are probably starting him because they maybe spent a lot of fab on them or, or made him a waiver priority. But I like his matchup a lot against the Chiefs. So I think he'll get he'll get quite a few targets in a in a high scoring game. Um, I just think if you're deciding between him and another flex option, throw him out there. He might he might mess around and have a hundred and two touchdowns.
2: Yeah, I was I was low on, on Marquise Brown after his, after week one. I was like, nah. After just twelve snaps, you know, six targets, that's not happening again. But you know, I think he's going to be a key part of the key part of the offense moving forward for them. So I, I like that pick. you
1: piggybacking on that one?
2: Well, I had Frank Gore, but McPhee already touched on that one earlier. Um, so I don't know. This isn't so much a sleeper, but I think it's going to be more of a a bounce back. And that's that's O.J. Howard for me. Um, I think oh, wow. he's been super disappointed. But, you know, I, I I think that he's got the talent. Bruce is a smart guy. You know, I know he's never really relied on tight ends, but, you know, he,
1: uh, he, he's, he's going to get it going. What was it, Heath Heath Miller?
2: Heath, yeah, will, yeah, Heath Miller, and he, 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 he was was until like, after Bruce left, but um, he, yeah,
0: he, Heath, Heath was more of a mainstay of that offense, not so much like there because Bruce Arians, you know, his system was there. I think he was, he might have been had been the best tight end he's had throughout all this. Yeah. this
1: time, I, I think OJ is going to wake up this week. I think the Giants are just awful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is this two or die
0: for OJ, though? I mean, this is week three. If you have OJ Howard, you start him week one, week
2: two, you probably have to start him this week. I mean, I like you have to start him, period. You invested a pretty high pick in, in OJ Howard until at least, like, week four or five because a lot of the you know, streaming tight ends are on people's rosters by now, and it's not
1: likely that there's going to be another one that kind of emerges, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in a situation, because I actually drafted him in two teams but i picked up darren waller so i actually started waller over him last week on both teams nice but this week i think waller has a tougher matchup he's got harrison smith and the vikings yeah oj's going against the giants the peewee giants and so i'm kind of like okay i'm going back to oj but we'll see i think yeah i think if if he scores under five points you got to cut him
0: yeah you got
2: something
0: (laughs) In a similar vein, sorry, I'm getting a little off topic here. Dom, as a Sony Michelle owner, I have him in another league. Last week was an ideal game script for him. A bad team, they had the lead, and he ended up with, like... 12. I think 12 and a half PPR, maybe
1: 12 and full PPR. I mean... He had 20, 20 carries for 60-something yards and a touchdown? Eight, 85 yards. So, I mean, he didn't run terribly, but, I mean... Is there cause for concern for Sonny Michelle, in your no, opinion? I don't think so. I, I was looking at his numbers last year, and they're going to be pretty similar. Last year, both Dolphins games he had twenty plus carries. They're just going to get the run it and run it, no matter how the game's going, just because they know they're going to win. And then the same yes. with the Jets game, they had one of his games he had twenty carries in like a pretty good game, but the next one I think he was hurt because or it was week seventeen, so he didn't even play.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, and the Patriots play the Jets this week, and uh, yeah, that's what, yeah. So, I mean, Sony will probably get another twenty carry game. So, I think because
1: of the the awful performance of the quarterback play on the Jets side, it's going to be one of those. It's like it's going to be similar to the Dolphins game.
3: Yeah. So, if you own Patriots D, start them again.
2: Yeah. I think you're almost starting them almost every week though now too. They're, they got a nice D. Yeah,
1: yeah. The, the schedule is. Cake,
2: yeah. Do the Patriots cut whatever the 22. number? What is it? I think it's it like 21 or 22.
0: Was,
2: it was, it was yeah. 18
3: and a half last week, and they won by 43.
2: Wow, <laughs> they, oh, but you gotta bet the mortgage on the Patriots, right? I was afraid to. I was afraid to. I, I looked at it and I was like, nah, nah, it's too <laughs> good that
3: was that was one of that was one of my plays for last week. Patriots spread. Wow.
2: Nice, nice, pick pick there. There. nice pick there.
1: All right. Let's move on. Uh, bold predictions. Well, I guess I didn't even do my sleeper. My sleeper is Devin Smith. I'll go quick. I think. Nah, um, yeah. A Cowboy's got an easy game, and I think he's going to play a lot. So. Is that the same Devin Smith
0: that was directed by the Jets? Like, yes. I, yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 Wow, I thought I thought he was washed out the league. I thought he was <laughs> washed, rinsed, and recycled out of this, out of the NFL. But here
2: he is. Now he's catching bombs from my guy Dak.
1: <laughs> okay, but yeah, bold predictions. Um, everyone has one. If you had two, toad, say them both. If not, one works as well. All right.
2: Well, here we go. My bold prediction moving forward here for the years that both larry fitz and my guy christian kirk are going to finish as top 20 fantasy ppr receivers on the season oh yeah i just think that you know that offense is looking better and better i'm not saying it's anything great i'm not saying that k1 is some amazing quarterback but just that game script has him throwing the rock 40 times a game um you know i think larry and, and kirk are going to get 10 plus targets a game um and just in PPR formats I you know I think that they're both going to crack top 20 on the season
0: I like it I love that I've got uh I've got two bold predictions one's a little one's a little negative I think Lamar Jackson by season's end by fantasy season and will not be a top 5 fantasy receiver so by week 13 uh by week 16 okay will not be top five, I think. I'm not saying he's going to get hurt. I wouldn't wish injury on anyone. Um, I just don't see this as a sustainable pace nor a sustainable style of play. Um, something's got to give. However, on the flip side, I do think other bold predictions, Kelsey and Andrews will vie for a top fantasy tight end. So I got to be right about one of those at least, I think. So
2: all right. I don't know
1: that Kelsey's that bold of a. I know he's already. <laughs> but it's, it's, but Andrews, Andrews would be. But Andrews is. Yeah, Andrews is. Yeah. I feel that. I we'll just go it. with yeah. you that Andrews will be a top two tight end by the end of year.
0: Okay. Perfect. All right.
1: No Mon.
3: my effect. You got okay. it. Right.
2: Oh, you got something crazy brewed up, No Mon, Let's hear it. I got.
3: I got two. First one: <laughs> Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes will combine for ten touchdowns this week. Okay. Yeah. My, first, my first bold prediction. My second one: Dalvin Cook will have under 100 yards. I know that's not very that bold, but the way he's been playing, um, it's just he's right now like, in my opinion, the top top running back in the NFL. So, fantasy wise, fantasy wise, yeah, I
2: like the
1: I like those. Yeah. So those are my two bold predictions for the week. All right. I got one. Uh Raheem Mostert will be a top seven running back in PPR this week. Oh, I love that actually. <laughs>
2: wow. I like it.
1: I heard him on the talk radio today, and I I'm 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 sold on him. I'm 100 <laughs> percent in. Um, offense, the offense is money. He's fast. As long as he doesn't get hurt, yeah, he's gonna perform.
0: As long as he doesn't brace his fall with his left arm and it snaps on him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> christ that was just awful he's, all
1: right yeah well uh we're on to the next section it's uh norman's corner um he's got his top bets bold prediction well we're not going to do the bold prediction section since we just covered that but just you got some top bets uh zane mcp if you guys got any input definitely throw some in all right so from recapping last week i said uh my big bet was to put
3: Cardinal two units on the Cardinals plus 13 and a half, and they covered. Uh, I had my, uh, my max bet was a teaser, it was a seven point teaser with the Vikings two and a half, Chiefs nine and a half, Patriots spread, and Cardinals 13 and a half. You add seven points to those, and it hit. And uh, another one I put one unit on was the Patriots covering their spread minus. Originally, was minus 18 and a half, but went all the way up to minus 19 and a half, and they covered. My one miss was the Vikings, plus two and a half. They <laughs> lost by five. Uh, Diggs had a touchdown callback, and they just—cousins looked terrible. So, those were my best from last week. So, for this week, uh, for one unit, I have Cowboys, minus 22. Uh, the Dolphins just suck. I mean, what do you guys think about that?
2: Um, that's a lot of points for me. That's a lot of points for me. That's over three touchdown victory. Um, you know, I, I think if anything, if the Cowboys get up by a bunch, they might want to, you know, get Zeke going a bit and just feed him the rock. Um, I, I, that one's, that's a few too many points for me there, but I mean, I thought that last week too, and they like tripled the, <laughs> yeah. the well, the Dolphins on the receiving end of that, but. Yeah. That one one scares me a little bit. Yeah. So that that was just for one unit.
3: And then for two units, I have the Tennessee Titans, the minus one and a half. Uh, I I don't know if McP said this in the previous podcast, but the Tennessee Titans have owned the Jacksonville Jaguars the past two, three, I don't know how many years. I mean, I don't remember last time they lost to them. And uh, Gardner Minshaw, he – Dress is nice, but I don't know if he plays nice. And so, <laughs> He's electric, though. Don't forget that. He, he is. He is. But I think the Titans, they cover uh, Thursday Night Football. And another game, I have Patriots minus 23 and a half. The Jets. He's
0: <laughs> with the big spreads. <laughs> I'm like, I'm listening. I'm like, man, maybe uh Numa's next spread will be uh, easier to take,
2: but. Yeah, it's keep getting bigger. I don't even know if I'm confident teasing those two big old spreads,
0: man. But
2: to be honest, I like, I like Patriots. They just
0: dismantled the Dolphins. They obviously don't care about running up the score on anyone. I might be willing to take the Patriots. That's a huge number. But they just dismantled. They didn't give up a point. Like, that's, like,
2: scary. I think they've given up like three points or seven points all year or something nuts like that.
0: No
3: the Patriots, their last three games, first two games of this year in a Super Bowl, have combined given up six points.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. That's wild.
3: And, and last week the uh, Jets scored three points against the Browns. So um, I think Patriots score at least 30. So and then my max play is a seven-point teaser. And My plays is my three teams is a Patriots spread from 23 and a half to 16 and a half. Uh, The Ravens plus seven, add seven to that, plus 14. They're at Kansas City. I think that's going to be a shootout. And I think the Ravens will keep it somewhat close. And then the Steelers, they're at plus seven, add seven to that, plus 14. So those three in a teaser, I like those.
2: Yeah, I like those ones too. Actually, I like that. I like that teaser. So, so what's funny is uh, my three favorite bets this week uh, were the
0: Steelers plus seven or plus six and a half, um, the Ravens plus six and a half. So both of those were new teaser, No line. And then, um, lastly, I, I mentioned it earlier, guys. The Lions—they're um, gonna make it nasty. Bring it back they're going to make it tough on opponents to, to score on them consistently. Um, they're just going to muddy up any, any game they play in. Um, I don't think they win, although I did call an upset last week against the Chargers. I think they keep it close with the Eagles. They have receivers hurt. The Eagles barely covered against the Redskins. Backdoor covered, or actually, no, the Redskins backdoor. So the Eagles are always against to, to spread this year. I don't know. I like, um, I kind of like the Lions, Philly. You know.
2: yeah. yeah, I like both. I, like <laughs> um, I guess I'll dive on in. I haven't taken a good look into the into the games yet, but just at a quick glance, um, just for some some Thursday night action, I like the Tennessee and the Jaguars under. Um, I just think both those defenses are you know somewhat strong, um, and both those offenses aren't. Um, Thursday games are typically a lower scoring as well. So 39 is a low number, but I can't see either of those teams putting up, you know, more than 20 points apiece. Um, second number I like, Norman, this kind of goes your bold predictions with the with the touchdown fest and between Patty and Lamar. I like the over 55 in that Ravens and, and Chiefs game. Um, you know, I, I think Baltimore is going to be able to move the ball in Kansas City and obviously no one can stop my guy Patrick Ice. So I think that one – that one hits over fifty-five. Yeah,
3: I, I like I like them. I uh, actually also consider the under for the Thursday night game. You already pointed out all the reasons why. But yeah, I like those both aspects.
0: So do y'all like Tennessee in the under enough to parlay the two?
2: Yeah, I might do that. I might <laughs> dial that up right after this little potty. <laughs> I'm
3: yeah i mean i'm I'm gonna put two units on the Titans, so I just put one unit on the parlay, and hopefully both hits
2: they will i mean of course we're they winning will. this weekend, boys, we're winning this weekend we're turning everything around fantasy wins every everything I'm winning everything
3: yeah.
2: well, I mean uh if you followed my
3: bets last week we were pretty good,
0: yeah, yeah, they did.
3: So let's uh, let's hope uh, we continue the trend. I
1: like it. I like them, No Man. I like the picks. Well, hopefully you guys bet wisely, get your money, keep your wins up. Um, that's it for the Dirty Dozen podcast episode. Nine. Nine. Uh, week three. We'll just go week three now. It's week three, going into week three. Um, we had McP, Zane, No Man. Uh, thanks for coming out, guys.
2: Shout out to False Idol, Brody.
1: Shout out to False Idol. Things are moving
2: <laughs> forward. Yes, sir. All right, boys. Best of luck in your fantasy games this week. Uh, okay. Best of luck uh, gambling. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Get swing, Who are you playing this week, Zane? Uh, I got Spears this week, so his, oh. we're going to keep racking up his points against.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <I> need to. <laughs> All
2: right, fellas. I'm out of here. Yeah. Adios. Yeah. Hey, bye.
0: Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. We've got a bogey. I'm on the way. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside.